Hey, welcome back to the edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And we are feeling festive today. That's because we are just a few days removed from the inaugural Five Tool Festival that took place across the DFW area. Uh, we previewed it last week. Uh, we were kind of sweating the weather. So shout out first to our meteorologist friend in Oklahoma City, who nailed Thursday. Like I'm driving up Thursday morning through Waco and at about 6 a.m. and it's it's coming down and it's yeah. lightning. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm just I hope that this isn't a sign of things to come because the forecast was not good. Um, and to this credit, we ended up only losing a game and a half on Thursday. Probably should only last a half a game, but we ended up only losing a game and a half on Thursday. And then literally as my last game ended at Rockwall, I go back, I drive into my hotel 15 minutes away, get a coffee. And like when I'm getting out of the car, it hits like it's like 80 mile an hour gusts. My door felt like it was going to blow open. So we could not have timed that any better. Uh, So it was a great event. uh, And that's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the five tool all festival team. We're going to go through team by team and kind of offer a quick thoughts without this turning into a marathon three-hour podcast, but show some recognition for some, show some recognition for some guys that caught our attention um, during the weekend. But Drew, job well done. I know you, Brew, Lynn, Brooks, the five-tool team put a lot of effort into organizing this, getting the venues, getting the teams, seeing the schedule, sweating the weather. Um, it could not have gone any better. So I'm sure that there's a a great feeling of satisfaction and a little bit of relief uh, for you with this uh, having gone off as smoothly as it did. Yeah. Well, we haven't really slowed down because we're you know, all uh, in gear trying to get next year ready, uh, confirming hosts again, but man, we, you know, it, it went great. The weather was huge. Um, m- moving those games up really helped everything because uh, we would have had to go to backup plans and backups for backups and all kinds of stuff like that. But um, you know, we couldn't have done it without the host schools. Um, yes. that was Which a huge awesome. part of it. Yeah. We, we had really good luck with host schools being flexible and understanding and, um, and just really easy to work with. Um, you know, it was pretty seamless when we had to make some changes on schedules, moving stuff up or moving teams around. Um, you know, it, it, it just turned out, couldn't have turned out better. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, we were very happy with it. Um, felt like, the competition was incredible. Yeah. Um, we saw good teams, good players, good performances, um, and just really excited with how it went and really looking forward to doing it again and uh, making it even better in the future if that's possible. So, um, but yeah, great event. Um, again, we can't thank the host schools enough for their um, leadership and flexibility. You know, it's weather's no fun. Uh, the turf helps uh, great yeah. complexes um, school administrations are really easy to work with as well. So really excited about how it went and uh, excited to talk about it and start planning for next year. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the hospitality, literally, I mean, there's like hospitality areas and just the people that you met. Like when I, I spent most of my time at Rock Hill Prosper in South Lake Carroll and everybody was outstanding, organized, nice, helpful, the venues were awesome. That was my first time to go to all of those those fields. Um, yeah, Rock Hill's gorgeous. Prosper with the Green Monster was really cool, especially at night. Seeing that and seeing Luke Billings jack one over that left field wall was was pretty cool. And then South Lake Carroll, obviously, you know, 
state title winner last year in their facilities right. and seeing them in person. So yeah, hats off to, to, to those host schools and host people and everything else that really, really played a huge role in making it just an awesome event for us. And uh, we're going to start with our five tool, all festival team. Um, we're going to through these guys and we'll probably touch on them a little bit more as we go team by team. But um, you ended up with three catchers, uh, six infielders, five outfielders, six pitchers, and then five utility spots. But we also had uh, a MVP, uh, most outstanding offensive player, most outstanding pitcher, most outstanding defensive player, and most outstanding catcher. And I think it's fitting that two of those guys in the most outstanding categories were both from Marcus because that Marcus emerged as the only undefeated team in the event um, and played in some really competitive tight games. Like there weren't many, like you said, there weren't many clunker games, you know, during this thing, like a a lot of really close games, a lot of late drama, a lot of highlight moments. Um, So it was really good competition. Uh, But Marcus emerged as a team that went undefeated in the five tool festival and uh, led by most valuable player, Caden Sorrell and the most outstanding catcher, Van Klein, Van Klein, making, making us, but mostly you look smart. I know that you've been a big fan of Van uh, for a while, but both those guys really had a big part in what Marcus was doing as they went undefeated in this event. Yeah. I mean, it, the guys that, the guys that won these awards are guys that, you know, we've seen before and yeah. they just continued to perform and do it at a really high level. But, you know, one of the things about Van Klein is, you know, you look at it and, over the course of five games, they gave up, let's see, seven runs. Um, so just handling the pitching staff, the leadership yeah, that we incredible. talked about with him, um, that was that was really impressive. Um, and you know, we we know he can play. He hit a, I know he hit a home run. Um, just you know, his his presence is felt. I mean, he's a guy that can go over three with three strikeouts, and you can still tell that he's in command and 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 running the show for Marcus, but Man, just a great performance by Marcus. Um, obviously, Caden Sorrell had the home runs, had a nine strikeout performance on the mound yep. in five innings to get the win. Um, so hats off to those guys. Landon Hutchison is a guy that we haven't seen a ton. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be playing for for five-star this summer. But incredible athlete, big-time yeah. receiver. We touched on him some in the preview. But, man, it was it was good to see it live um you just watching him move around you can tell that he can really really go get it um he has a, he's got some physicality at the plate um and and performed and and you saw the highlight catch that he had that you know was kind of the cherry on top for us when deciding that he was the most outstanding defensive player but um he's a guy that's going to have a you know a, a role in a big time college program i think and um steven sepulveda you know our water moccasin guy um he was as advertised um started out that was the first game that i saw and he just went start to finish dominating um was really good really competitive i just like the way he pitches um his slider you know i don't he didn't throw as many good ones as he typically does and i think he would tell you that but um there was a couple times that it showed up and it was like okay yeah no chance there but Double-digit strikeouts against defending champions uh, Southlake, you know, that says quite a bit. But, you know, we've talked about how big of a get that is for Baylor, and he just continued to do what he does. And that's why he won the Most Outstanding Pitcher Award. And then Braden was 10 for 16, um, stole seven bases, had seven RBIs. 
just loud contact, plays hard all the time, played really good defense, um, but was our most outstanding offensive player. So a good group of guys um, with deserving performances. Um, it was tough. It was tough to decide several of these. Really tough. Uh, that was the hardest part. Because, yeah, I think so too. Um, but, you know, we, overall, I think those guys really stood out and, you know, tough to argue with their performances on any of them, but, um, but a really good group and that, you know, and that's why they won these awards. So, um, but yeah, moving on, like you said, we got three catchers, Jake Overstreet uh, from Rockwall, Nate Murphy from Bixby and Hudson Hutchison cousin to Landon uh, for friendship. But man, like there, there were a lot of good catchers in this event. Um, that was, that was probably the toughest spot to, to figure out, you Mm -hmm. know, because I mean, you could have made a case for several of these guys being the most outstanding catcher as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, we went with Van just because of the defensive side of it and what he led that pitching staff to, but, um, Overstreet was really good behind the plate. He played a bunch of other positions, um, and, and he hit well, um, and had another good showing that's back-to-back weeks for him to open the season. Yeah. And Nate Murphy from Bixby got to see him. Um, he, you know, he, he had some really good performances offensively. Um, you know, I know he hit a double at prosper over the green monster. I think, I, I know it was at prosper, but, um, good showing for him, uh, throughout some runners, at least one that I saw. Um, and then, Hudson Hutchison really, really performed well throughout at least three guys yeah. uh, on the bases and had a good offensive p- performance. So um, that's the catchers. Yeah. And he's really athletic, really physical and over. Quarterback. Like yes. I mean, his quarterback stats are stupid. Like they're amazingly good. And it helps when you're throwing the land in some of that time as well. But you mentioned it with Overstreet. That's two weeks in a row. He's been really good. I was extremely impressed with him last week, too. Uh, all around defensively hitting, he was an on base machine. He even played third base, um, and, yeah. and, and played it, played it at a solid level. So, um, yeah. he's he's going to be a guy that I think it's just a matter of time before, um, he's having a multiple options to choose from on the recruiting side. And going back to Landon, like I was at that game, he made that catch four to four in the sixth inning. And if, if the ball drops, the game's over. And I thought off the bat, he had zero chance, none, right. and and he ends up. <clears throat> He ends up making the play. And there are points in that game where he would range over to left and right field because the wind was really weird that day. And like basically like would be there to catch the ball if if either one of those outfielders had issue with it. I mean, it was really, really high level defense, not just a fast guy that's a good athlete playing center field. It was like instincts, reads, all that sort of stuff. I was extremely, um, extremely impressed with him. But uh, moving to the infield, uh, Gail Bernal from Americas, uh, Micah Kendrick from Rockwall, Chase Irby from Rock Hill, Cooper Pratt from Magnolia Heights, Lincoln Skinner from Prosper, and Tucker Satterfield from Conway. Uh, Bernal, like to me, was a perfect example of what that Americas team is. They compete, man. They're fearless. They compete. They spoil pitches. They're never overwhelmed in the batter's box. They're pests. They can drive the ball in the gaps. Um, he had a really strong night when I saw them against Prosper. Had an extra base hit. Uh, really competed well in the batter's box. Micah Kendrick, I mean, just been a machine to start the year. I feel like every time I look online, he's getting a hit again. Uh, yeah. Just a really, really consistent presence in there. Chase Earby was a guy that 
Um, uncommitted 2023, really swung the bat well, some of the best of bats for Rock Hill. Uh, one of the games I saw, I think he went two for two or three for three, was on base all three times, played second base at a solid level, uh, good right-handed swing. Cooper Pratt, one of the big names from the MLB draft side in there, he had a lot of scouts' attention. He had an absolute mammoth bomb at a game I was at at Rock Hill and uh, showed well defensively as well. You know, for a guy that his size – um, I thought he was he was fluid. He was smooth in his actions, got rid of the ball really quick. He made a nice play in the hole at Prosper. Um, that was not an easy play to make. Um, Lincoln Center, a guy you talked up before this event. I had him at 401 down the line in the game. Uh, saw some really nice plays defensively, hit a couple balls into the gap, hit and lead off for that Prosper team. And then Tucker Satterfield, uh, all around solid performance for him, was on base, made the plays defensively, showed some athleticism uh, for that Conway team. Yeah, going back to the the top, Bernal um, just knows how to play defense. You know, he, he can play middle infield at a high level. Um, saw him take a really tough hop and make it look easy against um, against Heath. Um, it was either Heath or Southlake, one of the two, but uh, can definitely play defense. Um, really d- had a nice offensive tournament as the as the, the event wore on. Um, Micah Kendrick. Um, just a really good baseball player Yeah, um, has, you know, has a good IQ for the game. Uh, it just looks kind of easy for him right mm-hmm. now, uh, but he's definitely fun to watch. Irby, I know he had the walk-off hit against, uh, I think it was friendship. Um, then Cooper Pratt, yep, obviously physically um, is an incredible player. Um, just, you know, started off with a bang uh, on, on Thursday and continued to do well throughout the event. Um, but you can just tell by the way he moves and the way he defends that he's gonna he's gonna hear his name called early if he wants to um, this in, in the draft this year. Uh, Lincoln Skinner we've talked about a lot, really athletic, high IQ player, really coming into his own. I know he's starting to get some interest from some colleges, um, and which is very much deserved. And then Tucker Satterfield, um, good little player, man. I I really liked him when I saw him um, on Friday. You know, he had two two hits in the game against Deer Creek, uh, but just seems to have a good feel for what he's doing at the plate. Yeah. Um, moves the right way and uh, defensively as well. So liked him a lot and good group. That was the the infielders were tough. There was a lot of guys, you know, luckily, yeah, luckily some of them pitched and so we were able to move them into a utility category. But man, that deciding those infielders was was tough because there was a lot of really good performances in that group. Yeah, I mean a lot of athleticism, a lot of stand-up performances. Um, I mean, I kind of I mean, in a way, it's kind of forecasting where baseball is going. Like we're seeing a lot of I think the catcher talent's improving because a lot of good athletes are playing there. And then the middle of the diamond guys, they can run, they can defend, they can fly around. Uh, that's what we saw a lot of this past week. Uh the outfield, Ethan Melton from Magnolia Heights, Carson Miller from Bixby, Preston Prop from Conway, Taylor Tomlin from Deer Creek. And then freshman Savion Sims from Santa Fe. Uh, Carson Miller ended the event with hitting three homers in one game at Prosper. That's that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, he made the uh, he made the Green Monster out there look small uh, with a with a three homer performance. Um, Ethan Melton uh, just really high level of bats consistently for that Magnolia Heights team. Um, when you're standing out in that lineup, you're really standing out because there's a lot of talent there. Uh, Preston Proc, 
Uh, my man, he's a big, physical, muscular presence. And one of the games I saw, he got hit by a pitch twice. And it's just like, he's such a big target. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's kind of hard for him to get out of the way sometimes. But uh, when he gets a hold of one, man, he can really drive the ball. Um, and then thank you, Savion Sims, for making us look smart. Uh, we talked about Savion in the preview. And then he went out to Prosper and hit a, hit a bomb over the green monster. Just a very projectable, you know, set of... Uh, tools, physicality. I mean, he's got immense upside um, at everything he does on the baseball field. Yeah, really good group. Um, Ethan Melton got to see him in, in the, the last game of the event that I saw. Well, actually, second to the last game that I saw. Um, but the last game for them against Heath, um, uh, two hits, double and a single, came in to get the win on the mound. Uh, just you can tell he's just a really competitive guy. I think he had a three for three game as well earlier mm-hmm. in the tournament. Um, Carson Miller, obviously the three home run game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think seven or eight RBIs that game. Seven, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll work. Uh, Preston Proc, several extra base hits um, with a triple and a double. Uh, looked good on the mound when I saw him too. Uh, up to eighty eight for the uncommitted um, senior. I mean, he's a guy that shouldn't be unco- uncommitted very long. But physical presence in that lineup, like you said, uh, and and moves well um, for his frame. Uh, Taylor Tomlin, obviously, he had a, he had a good weekend uh, for Deer Creek, and then Savion Sims with the home run, and then hit a double in the game, uh, one of the games that I was at. So uh, you can tell there's some real talent there for for yeah. Savion. Um, you know, and got to see him throw against Heath. Um, you know, there were some errors behind him, but. You can see it's there, um, just the way the ball comes out and the, the way he looks on the mound. Um, I, I'm i excited to see him continue to grow and and progress over the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, just so much upside there, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch him develop. Pitchers, uh, J.M. Hardevel from Matter Day, Asher Millimet from South Lake Carroll, Mac Rose from Rockwall, Caleb Hoover from Heath, uh, Remington Sparrell from Rockwall and then Santana Hernandez from Americas. We mentioned the catcher was really hard and all of these really hard, but I mean, there are a lot of really good pitching performances, uh, to choose from, um, you know, in, including several complete games, you know, Sparrell and Mac Rose, uh, throwing complete games. Um, Millimet came in relief in the game I was at against, uh, against Conway or was it Conway? Uh, might have been. I might be mixing those two up. No, I think it might have been Deer Creek. Um, and then threw five shutout innings to end that game, and it was really good on the mound for South Lake Carroll. There, um, Hoover, we'd heard about you know him throwing harder on the mound and being a guy that was really going to contribute for uh, for Heath, and it's what it looked like. Uh, I think he was up to eighty nine miles an hour. I believe he struck out nine and in six innings, and looks like a guy that's going to throw a lot of really good innings for them this year. And then of course we've talked about Mac uh, throwing a complete game. Stuff looked better than when I saw him the week prior as he's getting geared up for the season. And then uh, Remington Sprell to me is a good example of a guy we talk about sometimes that like he, yeah, he throws hard. I think he was up to 90 or 91, but like the way he pitches, it's just like, I'm coming at you. Like here it is, hit it. And it plays up. Like it plays up just the way he carries himself, the way he challenges guys. He's out there. It's, it's put it down. We're going um, I'm going to focus on throwing strikes. I'm not going to be fine tuned and like being too fine for command or whatever. Like, you know, we're going to challenge these guys. And, uh, he had a lot of success doing that. And then Santana Hernandez was one of several, just really good arms for Americas. Uh, those, they had three guys that, that touched 90 miles an hour or higher. 
Uh, they're going to be a really, really good team out there in El Paso. Uh, but a good pitcher list, and it was really tough to narrow those guys down. But fortunately, we kind of threw some of those guys into the utility section as well with some arms that also stood out with the bat too. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, well, going back to the pitching on Hardavell, I I was really impressed with his performance. He pitched. He came in in relief against Heath and pitched out of some big time jams, and he definitely gets the award for uh, putting up with the most um, from the crowd. So <laughs> I mean they. The the Heath student section was relentless in that game, um, and I think he used it to fuel him um, because he he came out firing and attacking and really good breaking ball. Um, so that's a good a good get for NJIT. Uh, but really impressed with him just the way he competed and the way that he attacked the zone. But I liked what he did. Um, you saw Millimet. We've all yep. seen Mac. Um, you know, Max, Max stuff was good for this time of the year. Um, and you know, he, we always know that he competes. Caleb Hoover won a pitching duel, um, with Deer Creek at the two, one win. Um, uh, but really impressive outing for him. Um, hit well as well. Um, he, he squared up a bunch of balls that he didn't get hits on, but he also had some extra base hits in the event as well. Uh, Spurl complete game shutout that kind of speaks for itself. And then, like you said, Santana Hernandez was, was really good. Um, he came in throwing pretty good for, for Americas. And just like you said, one of, one of multiple arms that just really kind of blew the competition away, uh, for yeah. Americas with their stuff, but, uh, impressive group for sure. And, you know, talking about the pitching, moving into that utility group, these were guys that all did something on the mound as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks Roberson, even though in a loss, uh, really, really did a good job keeping, Rockwall at bay for a while and everyone that was there was like man this guy's got a big time big time change up yeah and as he continues to fill out and grow and he makes one more velo jump like you're talking about a guy that this time next year like that's where the scouts will be going is mm-hmm. to watch him throw um really impressed with him uh luke billings um you know put on a show offensively caught well pitched well just continues to do everything at a really high level. Um, and then Carson Brumball was a guy that's seemingly made a jump from the summer. Um, I think we had him up to 92 or 93 92, um, yeah. in, in relief um, in that prosper game, but really, really showed up, um, hit a double when I saw him uh, moves the right way, has some confidence in the box. Uh, really good player there from, from Edmund Santa Fe. Uh, Luke Schimmels is a guy I got to see um, against Conway. Um, hit two bombs that day, one against Rockwall and one against Heath. Um, just big physical yeah. uh, presence can really hit. And I was impressed with him on the mound too. I uh, really liked what he did there for the Cisco commit. And then Easton Moomau was a guy that um, he pitched against Heath and just gave them all kinds of trouble. Cause he pitched in, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things you see. Not a lot of kids pitch in at this level. And he did, he was sinking it in on their hands and, you know, just really frustrating some young hitters um, and just kind of a veteran type performance. And you can tell he just always knows how to move and where to be and knows what he wants to do in the box. He made some really good defensive plays, uh, but really impressed with him as the UTRGV commit. Uh, just a kind of a just a veteran. You know, he's got for lack of a better term, like an old man's game. But man, it wins. Um, and he's just another really good player in that America's lineup that um they're going to be tough. They're yeah, going to be man. tough They're coming be really out of Region tough. One. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, I guess they ran up against South Lake last year and ended up doing a one game. So um, we'll be interesting to see how, how far they go this year. Uh, but man, really well coached team. We'll talk about them in a little bit, but Easton yeah. was just kind of a, you know, he was just the epitome of what they did. Just a good baseball player and really enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. One of my favorite swings in the event was his left-handed swing. Um, just kind of a classic, easy, smooth left-handed swing that had that little kind of loop in it that could drive the baseball. But I left a huge fan of Schimmel's, a uh, huge fan, yeah. like the way he saw the ball, the way he tracked pitches. Um, and for a bigger guy, he moved well. Like he was an athletic mover. Like there's a lot of projection there. That's a great get for Cisco. Um, and then Billings, I saw him pitch. I mean, it's a true four pitch mix. That's really good. Um, Roberson swung the bat really well too. I mean, his future's on the mound, yeah. but he, he yeah. hit too, man. He was, he was smacking line drives all over the yard. And then in Broomball, he made a play from the hole where he ended up having to throw across his body. Yeah. And it was like Great a, kind of like, wow, um, kind of play. So he is definitely establishing himself as a major, major, major dude in that 2025 class. But um, that's our five tool all festival team. And we're going to go through each of the 14 teams and uh, we're trying to keep it concise not make this too long, but we'll kind of alternate because between Drew and I, we ended up seeing all 14 teams. That was our goal to make sure that one of us got eyes on, on each team in the event to kind of offer some, some evaluation and, and, and some notes and things like that. So we'll call it kind of alternate uh, talking through these teams, but um, starting with America's um, Adrian Quintana, who's heading to El Paso community college came in relief against prosper at the game I was at. And uh Kind of an undersized guy, good athlete. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's a really quick arm and warm-ups. And I look down at the radar gun, you know, one of the first pitches is 92 miles an hour. And I'm like, whoa, uh, did, did not expect, you know, these bowling balls to be coming in there in the low 90s. Uh, but he shut down Prosper to get the save, showed a, a sharp breaking ball as well, good fastball. Um, he was really impressive, and I, I liked the delivery on the mound. We mentioned Bernal and Santana Hernandez at standouts as well. Um, Sinhu Gonzalez had some bright moments. Uh, he made a really good catch down the line of foul territory in one of the games. Um, had some had some good ABs as well. Um, stood out. We mentioned Sepulveda and Easton Mumal. Um, you know, just a really, really good group that just really competed um, one through nine in the lineup. Um, they were just really tough to deal with. Uh, Andre Suarez hit leadoff for them in the game I was at, 2024 outfielder. Set the tone, competitive at bats. Um, hit a really hard ball into the gap, um, you know, handled his own with the back control. And, you know, they're facing some good arms. You know, Prosper brought in Eric Thompson, who was up to, I believe, 88 or 89 miles an hour. And uh, they were they were on it. Um, and they really, really competed well. I think Suarez had in a bat where it was just like eight or nine pitches just spoiling stuff. And that was just kind of the epitome of who they are as a team, just fearless competitive, well-rounded. Uh, they're never going to be overwhelmed and there's, they've got a bright future ahead of them this season. Yeah. I, like we mentioned before, i just love the way they played. They were yeah. not afraid. They play good baseball, clearly well coached. I know coach Munoz and his staff do a really good job with those guys. And, you know, they're a team that's going to make some noise in region one. Mm -hmm. I just don't see a, you know, barring injury. I just don't see a path for them not going deep in the playoffs um Quintana I think he tweaked something in game two that I was at but um had a double in the first game um you know I, I always make a little mark or a little star by balls that are hit hard and I have a, 
a lot of those on on some outs for them over the course of the two games that I saw them. But, you know, again, impressed with Sepulveda, impressed with Mumau, um, and just just a good team, man. They I, they just really compete and play the game the right way, and that is – it is always fun to see that. Um, really impressed with them on the weekend. They, they finished three and two, beating the two defending – the net last two state champions in 6A uh, in Texas. is never a bad way to start off a tournament. But, you know, then they, they had two one-run losses, and then they beat Prosper. I mean, like, that's – that's a that's a good weekend, no matter yeah. who you are. Um, and so they they showed up and and really played well, and we're excited to have them back in the future. So um, again, really enjoyed having them them here this weekend. They were fun to watch. Yeah, moving on, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Moving to Bixby, um, this is a group you saw. Uh, I, I actually didn't see them, but I know you saw them. We talked about Carson Miller. Um, I was looking through some of our video and Brian justice really caught my attention. 2025 right-handed pitcher. He's a two-way guy, but he was pitching in this game against Marcus and uh, the, the changeup in the curveball really, really flashed. Um, he actually struck out Caden Sorrell twice, I believe with changeups both times. And then the third time through the order, he went back to that and Caden Sorrell got him that time for a home run. Uh, but he really, really caught my attention um, as a guy that could be a major, major dude in that 2025 class. Yeah. You know, I, I like the way they played when I saw them. Um, you know, obviously they were without two of their guys, their mm-hmm. two of their best players. So that's obviously going to have an effect on the way they, they do things. But I mean, I, I, there, there's a lot there. Like I, I really like some of the stuff I saw, you know, Carson, Carson Miller, um, Owen Baylor going to, um, Oral Roberts, I like his swing. He has a clear idea of what he's doing at the plate. Brian Justice, you mentioned. Um, Nate Murphy, who was on the all-festival team, really performed well, really liked what he did at the plate and behind it. Uh, and then another one, Jack Williams. Uh, he pitched against Rockwall. Um, there's there's definitely something there. Uh, big physical presence. A um, couple times he caught the right slot and fastball looked right. Um, and then he can swing it. He's, he had some, he had some extra base hits, um, physical player, um, going to Hillsborough community college. Uh, but he's got a chance with that physicality to, to really make some noise at the next level. And just really, really impressed with him. Um, thought he did a really good job. You know, obviously the result may not show it for them, but man, they, they held their own and definitely play good baseball and yeah. you know with that it's it's tough have, without having your top two guys like that you know especially two guys that are going to be playing the big 12 next year um yeah. but but you know a lot to like from Bixby um and I've been watching to see their scores since then and think they're going to have a really good season in Oklahoma again yeah I think they are too um moving to Conway High School from Arkansas uh we mentioned Tucker Satterfield 2024 infield he was an all festival guy uh, one guy that caught my eye was actually a freshman, Sean Cover. Yeah, um, really swung the bat well. Uh, just one uh, one of the few freshmen that we saw that didn't look overmatched by the competition, by the environment, by the stuff he was seeing. I think that he's got a really, really bright future there. Um, big, tall Kyler Spencer. It's pretty fun to watch him roam around center field out there, heading to Eastern Oklahoma. He definitely has some tools. I saw Hugh Hill pitch. Um, he signed with Richmond. I believe he was up to 88 miles an hour, had some stuff there from the left side that's going to be capable of missing bats um, at the next level. But 
Uh, fun team to watch. Sam Gregg had some bright moments when, when I saw them as well. Um, you know, a group that I think in Arkansas, Clay Fisher had a really hard extra base hit in the game. I saw uh, a group in Arkansas that that's that's going to have the chance to really make some noise there, make a deep run. Yeah, really like Satterfield, obviously being on the all-festival team. Sam Gregg came home and won some award I saw yesterday. Um, I don't – some sort of – I think it was a de- defensive award, but saw that on Twitter yesterday. Is it cover or cover? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, that's the um, Austin in me because I think in my head I want to add a T and make it covert, you know, but uh, – Well, but you but you work or you live right on the street from cover three also. I do. That's that's true. Um, so, I, I, I'm going with cover. Okay, we'll see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cover. So let us know, Sean. Yeah, right. Sean, and I, let us know which one it is. So we'll see who who's right. It's probably not. Yeah, me. and then yeah, obviously Preston Proc. Preston Proc, performance yeah. as well. So um, yeah, no, I I think they're gonna have a good season up up in Arkansas and um, like the way they competed. Riley Nicholson was another guy um, that mm-hmm. that that showed some good things for them. Lefty on the mound. Uh, but yeah, enjoyed having them here and coach Harden was great to work with. So excited to have them back in the future. Deer Creek high school from Edmond, Oklahoma. This is how I wrapped up my festival with seeing them at South Lake Carroll against South Lake Carroll. We mentioned Luke Schimmels and I, I'm just signing me up for that one. Just a really big fan uh, of that guy. And uh, Logan Hendrick caught my eye. Uh, he ended up throwing relief for Deer Creek was up to 85, but I really like the swing. Um, it's quick athletic a lot of good rotation in the swing uh, a lot of good swing take decisions when i saw him i think he's got a he's he's definitely got some upside there in the batter's box as a two-way guy but mostly as a hitter for deer creek um uh, caden allen saw him on the mound I believe he was up to 87 um south lake carroll kind of got to them but he hopped in at catcher and uh actually threw a guy out stealing as well you don't have to see a guy go from from pitcher to catcher in the same game but he hopped in there and moved around well and actually caught a guy stealing um at second base um i didn't see brady hamilton pitch but it looked like he threw the ball well we mentioned taylor tomlin as an all festival guy that can kind of fly around there in the outfield and he's heading to the university of houston but uh, another one of these oklahoma teams we kind of talked them up before the event and uh it's like the best of the best from oklahoma they're gonna they're gonna be in position to have a really really good season up there yeah uh Hamilton Brady Hamilton was one of the hardest guys we had that we left off the all festival team uh, because he had a really good performance uh, had the walk-off win against Conway uh, the walk-off base hit and then turn around and pitch you know I if I would have seen him throw against Heath the way that he ended up doing um, you know he he might have been a guy that was on that that made the team uh, we just didn't get to see that outing but heard really good things about it was really impressed with him um like I said, had the walk-off base hit. Schimmels was very impressive. Um, let's see who else I, I wrote down. Uh, Taylor Tomlin had uh, two hits uh, in, in the game that I was at. Looked really good doing it. Uh, Ashton Hartwig, I like the way he moves around, an athletic player. Um, so, yeah, Coach, Coach Bozzo has got a great group. Uh, excited to see how they do this spring. Um, I think they've already played two games since they've been home. Oh, um, wow. But, yeah, no, they, it's funny. Oklahoma, they they play a much different schedule than they do in Texas, but uh, was really impressed with them. Just really liked the way they competed. Um, played two, two one-run games on that first day and then went toe-to-toe with Southlake to, to end the event. But good group there for sure. Um, then the next group we 
we had was Edmond Santa Fe got to see them play two of their three games um, and got the win. They got the win early against Prosper to start off the tournament and then had, came came out to Rockwall and played Heath and Rockwall uh, day two. Uh, but we talked about Brumbaugh, who made the all-tournament team. Mm-hmm. It was super impressive on both sides of the ball. Um, I like to catch her, Vaughn McIntyre. Um, he impressed name. me. Yeah, he he did a good job behind the plate. Like the way he moved around. Um, let's see, who else? Savion Sims we talked about. Uh, had a really good offensive performance in the first two games. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned, he, he, he struggled on the mound. Um, didn't get out of the first, but that wasn't all his doing. But I liked what I saw. The ball comes out right. He mm-hmm. he kept throwing it in there. Um, so impressed with him. Uh, Brady Morgison, I like the way he moved. Um, freshman infielder, uh, but I think played third base in the game. I, one of the games I was at, if not both of them. Um, but uh, another – one of the things about these teams, like there were some really – Different but good uniforms. Yes. Um, I was a big fan of a bunch of the uniforms that I saw this weekend, and Edmund Santa Fe is included in that mix, but really like them. Uh, Coach Cesar does a really good job with them. They're going to be really competitive for the next couple of years because they're very, very young, very, very talented. But, um, you know, the scoreboard for the games, I say, didn't really indicate the way that they played. Um, you know, like I said, that they had one inning against Heath that was just not good and that shaped most of the game. But the rest of the game, they, you know, they didn't give up. They competed. They played hard um, and did a bunch of good things in, the, in both of those games that I saw. So, um, you know, really excited about them. Like I said, they their their younger grades are very talented. Um, and I think they're going to be a team that makes some noise in Oklahoma over the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, a lot of young talent on that roster. That was my FOMO team. I didn't get to see them, but uh, definitely checked out a lot of our video coverage there and saw some of that young talent there uh, for sure. Uh, let me, um, uh, what, what, one more guy on MSN FA, Devin Mitchell. I really liked him. Um, he has a cannon. I uh, saw him throw one from the outfield playing center field. Uh, I just I really liked him um, in the games that I saw, and I think he's going to be a good player for Tarleton for sure. Flower Mound, Marcus, again, they emerged as the only undefeated team um, in the event. Uh, I got a chance to see them. Uh, we mentioned Caden Sorrell. I mean, had to have helped himself from the draft side this week or this past weekend. Because uh, if you saw him, and there are a lot of scouts there, chances are you saw a home run or you saw – I saw him 4-1-2 down the line. Um, I wasn't at the game he pitched, but you saw the arm strength on the mound. He had a defensive highlight as well, just a true do-it-all performance for him. We mentioned Van Klein. Uh, I saw Griffin Lewis pitch in the game I was at against Matter Day, and uh, he was up to 89 miles an hour in the first inning, kind of settled in around 85 to 87 in, in the following innings. Uh, I loved him because it was a really good changeup. And, like, from the first bat – or not the first batter, first batter was lefty. From the second batter, it was like he'd throw it right on right. And we just hardly ever see guys willing to use right on right changeups. And that's a credit to his coaching staff as well, but a credit to him to having the conviction to throw that pitch against righties. And it was really tough, uh, really tough pitch for matter day to handle. And um, he got squeezed a little bit, but I, I thought his command was much better than the stat line indicated. Um, that's an uncommitted arm in the 2024 class. I think teams in the region are going to want to keep an eye on there. 
David Hernandez, another 2024 pitcher, came in relief uh, with the bases loaded and one out and struck out the next two batters from a low, almost sidearm slot up to 85 with a slider at 77. So he pitched some big innings for them to, to keep an under street, undefeated streak going. Uh, Major Spence, I saw him take some good at-bats. Uh, first baseman, left-handed hitter that caught my attention. Um, you know, just a really good team overall. A lot of solid performances uh, led by two studs, but they've got some young guys coming up through there as well that, you know, if you're a young player that's performing on a team like this, chances are you're a heck of a player because there's some really good veteran presence. Yeah, the Flyer Mount Marcus just plays good baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're a team that, you, you know, they're like some of the Texas teams in the early 2000s, like, you know, they th- from a roster and getting off the bus standpoint, they may not blow you away, but man, they just they just beat you in every way yeah. and you don't even know it. Um, and, you know, they, they pitch, they catch, they play defense, they have situational offense, um, sign a good coaching. They do a really good job with that team, but they have guys, you know, they've got guys like Van Klein that's back there. Mm-hmm. got some senior leadership. You have Hank Hart, who's a guy that we love. Um, I believe he hit 385 for the festival. But just always, you know, just a gamer, just always in the right place at the right time, makes it look easy, probably gets penalized in the eyes of scouts because it looks so easy for him. Yeah. Um, and but just just a great baseball player. Um, bottom line, I just huge fan of him. Big get for Navarro. Um, let's see who else. Preston Plank uh came in in relief against Rockwall and uh shut the door there. Uh was impressed with him. That was my first time seeing him. Uh, Major Spence is a guy that, you know, he was right on the edge of that all festival team, probably should have been on it. I think he hit 500 for the event. Yeah, he, you could tell um, he could hit. But a big time performance from him. I, I, I enjoyed what little I got to see of, of him. And uh, Zach Kirkpatrick, a guy that I've always liked, um, just knows re- really knows how to pitch um, and is going to McLennan like him. Obviously, we've talked about Sorrell uh logan borchi is back came back you know he was one of the guys involved in the car accident but except really happy to see him back he's huge um he was a guy that he was out on the field after the game on saturday with talking to a couple of the rockwall players and he's a monster he's a, a big physical kid so good get for blinn there um and then excited to see logan schultz when he comes back um, didn't get to throw in this tournament, but man, I heard nothing but awesome things and just I can't uh, overemphasize how impressive it was to give up uh, in with this schedule, gave up seven runs. Yeah, in five that's games. incredible. Yeah. Um, so and that's just a testament to the depth and the coaching and the performances from these guys as they, you know, really, really had a, an impressive event for us. But um they just always do a good job. They a winning program that does things the right way. And, um, you know, they're, they're tough to play, man. It's, it's no fun. It's a dog fight with them because you know, you can't make a mistake. Um, and because they'll make you pay for it. Moving to friendship, my pick for the best uniforms in the event with matter day, a close second, but friendship, man, they had the, the solid blue with the yellow, and then they had like kind of like a powdered blue with a dark blue it looked, and, it looked and like and a brewer a like a brewer's type yes um, yeah. yeah i mean hats off to the i mean i was like yeah these are these are sharp and uh they're a fun team to watch too i know we talked about america's making some noise in in, in their region in the playoffs and friendship's going to be a team that nobody wants to see um as they get into the playoffs we mentioned 
Hudson uh, Hudson Hutchinson and Landon Hutchinson as all uh, five to all festival guys and Brooke Ro- Brooks Roberson as well. Uh, I really liked Brady Bowles. It's a guy that we've heard a, a lot about. Um, yeah. You know, he was a guy that people were really excited about last year and like, hey, you know what? He just he's going to grow. He's going to fill out a little bit more. And he has. I mean, and he still has room to project and fill out even more. But hit leadoff for those guys, played a clean, confident shortstop. He's got a lot of leadership intangibles. Um, you can tell he's a guy that just seemingly people respect and they gravitate towards and that kind of has a calming presence uh, in what he does defensively, offensively, took some good at-bats as well. Um, I, I think that he's going to be a guy that as, as you know, he performs more and colleges learn more about him and they're, they're going to do the makeup work and they're going to figure out that, yeah, this is the kind of guy that we want um, in our college program. But um, really enjoyed watching these guys. I saw them in a, a deep extra innings game um, against Rock Hill. But uh, physical lineup, athleticism at the top. They're going to be strong at the middle defensively with Hutch- Hutchinson and catcher Hutchinson center field. Bulls at shortstop. Um, and they've got some juice in the lineup as well. Nick Blevins uh, can bring some pop there. Ethan Kerbal can bring some pop as well. So really well-balanced team and I think is going to be really good this year. Well, yeah, and going back to Blevins, uh, threw a complete game in the win against Southlake. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he was he was good. He was the player of the game uh, going to Howard College. But impressive, impressive outing there. Um, like you mentioned, in there and they're young. They're going to have a lot of guys. Almost, yeah. yeah I mean, a, a lot of their guys back. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Ryland Morin um, threw against Heath and had a good outing uh, going to Odessa College. So yeah, there's. You know they have some senior pitching, but man, they they've got some really young players in the in the program. Weston Reynolds is another one um, that, and they avenged their only loss with the with the weather. We had a schedule change, and it just worked out that they played Rock Hill again and and avenged their only or one of two losses. But um, really impressive showing by those guys. Um, you know they're they were awesome to have here. Um, I know Coach Reynolds does a really good job with those. And, you know, we talk about the host being flexible with all the scheduling. Coach Reynolds is another one, too, that was just like, hey, we got a bus and we're going to be in Dallas. So <laughs> what, whatever you need to do, um, do it because we're we're here to play some ball. And they got six games in and showed incredibly well. So uh, really, really, I didn't get to see them live. But, man, like I'm – I'm excited to follow them this this year and hopefully get them back involved next year because they were they were awesome to have in town. Yeah, a lot of fun watching those guys, and uh, I'd be surprised if they're not playing deep into the high school season. Uh, Magnolia Heights, the private school powerhouse from Mississippi, uh, loaded lineup. Uh, we mentioned Cooper Pratt is a guy that attracted a bunch of scouts and uh, ended up being an all festival. Um, uh, member of that team hit that home run. I mean, it was, you could go back to the video of the home run and, and Brooks actually pointed this out to me. You can see a guy way beyond left field, turn his head and watch the ball fly over his head. <laughs> That's just how far he hit that. But uh, a super fun lineup. Um, Cole Prosek, who's a 2026 committed to Ole Miss. You watch him hit and it's like, yeah, that's, that's what that's a hitter why. looks like that, that commits to an SEC school as a 2026 player. Um, and then Drew Prosick took some great at-bats as well, heading to Gulf Coast Community College um, in Florida. We mentioned Ethan Melton, consistent, really strong at-bats from him. Um, how about Quincy Pratt, an eighth grader committed to Ole Miss, 
And he jumped in there and got some ABs in the game I was at at Rock Hill. And one of his at-bats, he drilled a ball right at the left fielder. Um, and it was just like, whoa, like, obviously he's tiny. He's got to fill out a bunch. He's an eighth grader. But um, already generating some really impressive impact off the bat and got in there and caught some as well. Keandre Fields at the top of the lineup took some good at-bats. You can see why he's he's in the Missouri. Uh, John Ellis Price um, hit a home run in the game I was at and uh, ran into a couple and hit the ball hard. But uh, really fun lineup to watch. Um, Harlan Hoverder catching for them. Really athletic, physical catcher behind the dish. Uh, just you can see why they win so many games in Mississippi because it's really tough to deal with that lineup. Well, when you talk about, you know, if I'm going off of the, the lineup for the game that I had against Heath, when you're going off of that lineup and you've got Cole Prosek hitting ninth, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. but just really like their team. Um, really good coaching staff. You can tell they play the game the right way. Um, another guy, Jackson Jenkins, was a guy that made a really good defensive play. Um, and I know going through their going through our Twitter for the event, like uh, did some stuff at the plate as well. But really good defender, like the way he moved going to Northwest Community College. But um, yeah, they were they were really impressive. Will McClure also um, did some good stuff over the weekend. But I mean, it. What a loaded, what a loaded lineup. Yeah. And you stacked. know, they just they play the game the right way too. So that's that's always good to see. Coach McMahon obviously is well renowned, known in that part of the country. And so it's fun to get to see him in action. And um you can tell he commands the respect of those guys uh, and they look to and listen to him. But really fun having them here. Um and cool seeing some of these kids from a different part of the country that we don't have a whole lot of exposure to, but yeah. any team that rolls in here with uh, four sec commits um, pretty obvious that there's a talent level. And then, like you said, you know, e Ethan Melton going to South Alabama can play like yeah. that guy is that guy, you know, they're, they have a good program at South Alabama and guys like that are the reason why, and he's going to go there and he's going to put up some numbers and he's ready to play now. Cause he can hit like he's, yep. He is a he is strong and he can hit. So um exciting group there. And hopefully we can get them back again in the future because they were fun to watch. Our lone team from California, Matter Day. Uh really fun team to watch. You had an opportunity to see them at Rock Hill. Um, Braden Rees, uncommitted 2024 shortstop, probably took the best in and out of, of anybody I saw. Just really smooth, good oh, yeah. actions defensively. Um, he had three chances in the game. I was at made them all fine. Uh, you have a frame that's going to add some weight to it. Um, definitely an intriguing guy there at the chance to stick at shortstop. Um, and then I saw Kalani Santos pitch recent USC commitment and, uh, he was up to 89 miles an hour in the first inning and he was still sitting 88 miles in the fifth inning and Marcus got to him, Dan Klein and Kane Sorrell got to him for, for homers, but I really liked the profile, um, control command, um three pitch mix and he also showed a cutter as well for one pitch that was impressive um strike throwing machine I, I think that he's going to throw a lot of quality innings probably early on at USC steady head uh just a really promising command profile with him on the mound um Dylan Wetzel is going to be a dude in 2025 class took some really good swings um from the right side as well and then Derek Gonzalez is an uncommitted senior that we've talked about um big physical guy i mean strong frame 
definitely an imposing presence there in the lineup. I really liked his swing take decisions. Um, when he picked a pitch to swing at, it was a strike and it was a, a good pitch to hit. And when he let pitches go, um, it, they were often, you know, off the plate. He got rung up one time in a ball that was well off the plate, but um, I really liked the, the way he tracked pitches, the way he saw the baseball, the, the swings he took. That's, that's a guy that's got a promising hitting profile um, in the future there. And uh, I was bummed I didn't get to see a lot of these other guys throw, um, but just a really loaded pitching staff and a team that's got some promising um, young talent as well. Ezekiel Lara hit lead off in the game I was at. Um, yeah. Didn't have a very productive game in, in, in the one I watched, but you can tell there's a lot of tools there. Um, yeah. Good looking kid physically. I think that he's going to be definitely one to watch there in the 2026 class. Yeah, I got to catch them against Heath. Um, like you mentioned, Derek Gonzalez, physical presence in the lineup. He took some really good swings the game I was at. Brody Connors um, hitting the three-hole and had several good at-bats, I thought. Um, had a single, um, hit a couple balls really hard to left field, I thought. Um, Wyland Moss started that game, and, man, he's 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 going to be electric. Uh, the 2024 UCLA commit um, – he was up to 90, um, and I think this was his first time throwing in a game this year, I mm. think is what I was told. Um, but really, really good tool set there. I mean, he he threw some good breaking balls, uh, threw a good changeup. Um, Austin Palmares um, had an RBI single um, and had another competitive at bat uh, where he lined out to right field. Um Brennan, Brennan Seibart, we didn't get to see him, or I didn't see him, but um, we have some good really, film on him. Seibart yeah, looks really good. Yeah, I got really good reports on him. And then we talked about John Michael Hardeval, Hardeval um, going to uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology, really competed, big physical presence, good breaking ball, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't afraid to throw it in, hit a couple guys and got himself into some jams, but worked his way out of it. I mean, some huge pitches and with uh, bases loaded. Um, was really impressed with him. And like I mentioned before, he 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 gets the award for most um, most crap put up with uh, from the, <laughs> the opposing fans. But I, like I said, I think it fueled him. I think it fueled their whole team. Um, I I was impressed with their moxie. Um, they just good bunch of good baseball players up and down the line. Um, and then one more, let's see, let me find Noah Morris caught and I was impressed with him. He threw well in between innings, um, and also had two, two singles in the game. Uh, so good performance by him, good performance by them. Um, you know, I know it's funny, like some people ask why some teams played three, some teams played four, some teams played five or six games. Um, you know, Basically, the way it works in California is they have they are allotted X amount of games per season, um, and they don't have and because the Trinity League is so big and they play so many games within it, they don't have that many games uh, to spread out. So they were only able to play three games. Obviously, we would have loved to see them play the max, but mm-hmm. um, was impressed by them. They're obviously well coached by Coach Mercado and his staff, um, but really liked having them. Um, no, they were the the uh, target of some major heckling from some of the uh, um, from some of the programs they came they played against. But you know, I think they're probably used to that. Um, that modern day name commands a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, and like 
you know, both of us having been at Texas, we, we understand what that target uh, on, on your back looks like. And I think that's, you know, what modern day is probably used to, uh, but they handled it well and really, really played well and competed against Heath in the game I saw. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I met Britton Sieber after the game and I was talking with his dad, who was a you know longtime Orange Bloods member, and he took a picture with us. He's huge, man. He made me look like it was like I was standing beside Deuce Robinson again. Like that's how small I looked. Like, and that slider, that's that slider is is going to be a difference maker at the next level. Um, moving to Prosper, um, mentioned Luke Billings. Um, had a standout performance. I think his bat speed and his bat has gotten better. I like to swing um, more than when we last saw him in the summer, which was already really good then as well. We mentioned Lincoln Skinner, his athleticism. Um, Cole Giametta in the middle of that infield as well. Him and Skinner are going to form a nice pair in the middle infield there. Um, Cole is a really good athlete as well. He had some standout defensive moments and uh, should compete in the batter's box too. I saw Aiden White up to 87 miles an hour. Um, facing Magnolia Heights. They made him really work and grind through some innings, but he showed some promise um, there on the mound. I mentioned Eric Thompson earlier who came in relief and was up to 88 miles an hour, uh, like a really hard slider cutter as well. Uh, physical and uh, presence on the mound. He should throw a lot of quality innings for those guys. Um, didn't get to see Harrison Rosario pitch, but did get to see him run around the outfield some. He, he's a good athlete, and uh, I can see why that translates so well on the mound. But um, yeah, a team that is going to do some damage as they typically do this season, uh, should have a lot of athleticism in the middle of that diamond, um, and, and definitely have a lot of, uh, a lot of production in the lineup as well. Yeah. A loaded lineup, but a lot of new players, um, yeah. you know, they kind of, they, they've kind of exhibited, um, in this event, a little bit of what I thought just cause they're replacing so much and they've got the guys to do it. Um, and Caden Rabardi, um, young player there. Uh, they've got the guys to do it. And, you know, they, they, I've said the same thing about Heath because, like I said, they've lost so much from last year. And a lot of what they lost is production, leadership, experience. Um, so even some of these older guys are playing for the first time or really having a prominent role for the first time. Um, but man, like, you know, that comeback win against Bixby just kind of shows you that they're, they're made the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they had some good performances, some, some performances they probably want back. Uh, but that's, that's a little bit how it goes for some of these teams that are looking to fill so many good uh, departing players. Uh, but Brady Taylor's a guy that's done some stuff early season. Michael a lot really hit the ball well uh this weekend he was another guy that was in discussion for the festival festival team uh, i know nick nava did some good stuff uh our five tool gpa will adamora had a triple um jason miller is another two-way guy that they're going to be counting on going to dodge city community college that did some nice things this weekend uh caleb sandusky um caught some with uh with with when Billings wasn't catching. So he's going to have a huge role this year. Um, Hunter Vincent threw an inning that I saw uh, on, on social media coverage, but they've got a lot of talent and they just keep coming out of nowhere uh, for coach Holder. And, you know, they're one of the teams too, that they experiment a lot with lineups at this time Mm -hmm. of the year. We'll get to it when we get to South Lake, but they're one of those teams too, that, 
they map out their lineup. I know Coach Holder was making his lineups for all six games like way in advance, and it was very they're very different. Um, so figuring out there's still a team that's figuring out combinations of who's going to play where, you know, who's going to step up, who's going to show leadership. Um, and to me, they're going to be a team by the end of the year that is scary, very scary, just because of, you know, some of the, when you get in some of these six game tournaments, some of these guys that are starting games are going to be guys that you're going to be bringing in in the bullpen yeah. later in the season when you start paring it down. And, and really, you know, when you look at some of the guys that they're starting in games four, five, and six, and you throw them into a bullpen role, um, on top of some of the starting pitching that they already have, like it's 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 going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. And it, just some of the times they're just, uh, you know, I mean, I say I act like they didn't do well. Um, they started out last week on fire and I think won every game in the 380 tournament, um, then played some close games here against obviously really good competition. So they're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with them and what I've seen early season. And I think they're going to, continue to be a force in the DFW area when it comes to baseball. Rock Hill High School got the chance to check out their awesome facility. That's where I spent my first day at the Five Tool Festival. Uh, It was really fun to watch games there. We mentioned Chase Irby, uh, uncommitted in the 2023 class. That's a guy that's got to find a home, man. He's a baseball player. He can hit, uh, plays defense, came up in the clutch with a walk-off knock. As well, we've talked about Joshua Viers before 2026 uh, playing shortstop while Uriah Walters is is kind of coming back from what looked like a finger injury. Uh, Viers is a player, man. Uh, defense, offense, he can hit, he can think the game. He's playing shortstop well. Uh, he's going to be a major, major guy in that 2026 class. Um, Colin Moore, I believe, hit two or three homers. He hit one in a game I was at, came off the bench. And uh, I, I love it because it's like it's a it's an all or nothing kind of approach. Like I'm getting in there. I'm big. I'm strong. I'm going to let it rip and we're going to try to knock this ball out of the yard. And that's what he did a couple of times uh, for Rock Hill coming off the bench for those guys. When I saw them, um, I liked Ethan Ho behind the plate, um, took some good swings as well, um, moved well. I think he's going to be a physical athlete in the future as he continues to fill out. Uh, but I'm expecting a good season for him. Um, Danny Lawler made me do a double take, um, you know, as he put down a bunt and I looked down on my stopwatch and it was three, eight, six down the line from the right side. Like <laughs> He was flying and he actually had a couple of really standout plays defensively at third base. Also um, made a couple of tough plays look easy there. I think long-term his arm probably profiles a little better at second base than third base. Uh, but a good athlete that can really, really run. Um, he had some bright moments um, for Rock Hill in the clutch as well. So, um, yeah, those are guys that kind of caught my attention when I was when I was watching them. But uh, fun group to watch. Uriah Walters took some really good swings. He hammered the ball off the wall and left center. Uh, I like the way his swing looks. He continues to fill out. Um, you know, we say with DBU, when they go get a hitter early on, chances are that guy can hit. And uh, Uriah Walters continues to hit. Yeah, they were one of the teams I didn't get to see, but one another guy that I don't think you mentioned, uh, Zach Fike, uh, is a guy that I like at first base and behind the plate. Um, just a veteran presence in that lineup and really like the way he plays, and he's got some pop as well. So, um, But, yeah, really liked having Rock Hill. Love that field. Um, Great and, field. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. So I talking to some different people yesterday about their so the they're opening a third Prosper High School uh, next year. And I know some of the guys on this roster are going to be going to that school. So it's going to be interesting to see what the split is, because I know it's going to pull kids from both Rock Hill and Prosper. Um, so in- interested to see how that goes. Uh, but I know Coach Kane at Rock Hill, uh, who got that, I think that they're going to be called Walnut Grove High School. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But um, some really, really exciting players on that team. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see them play, but I'll definitely get to see them at some point this this spring. Moving to the hometown for you, Rockwall High School. Uh, I, I didn't see them this event, but I saw them, I think, five times the week prior when they were down in Austin playing. And I wasn't surprised to see Micah Kendrick performing at a high level, Braden Randall, most outstanding offensive player. Um, looked like Landon Locke was swinging the bat well. He's a guy that caught my attention the week prior. Pitched well too. He pitched yeah, well he's, too. Yeah, he's. I I was like looking down. I did. I like. I couldn't believe he was a 2025 guy. Um, just the way he just competed. Quarterback, and, probably and played, probably QB one. Yeah, and just good athlete, mature beyond his age. Um, the guy that I think's got a, at a really high upside. Uh, but whatever he does, pitching or hitting, we mentioned Remington Sparrell, Mac Rose. Uh, Pearson Reebok threw well again, hit well again. Um, I mean, he is a t- he is a true two way guy. I mean, he can really pitch. We mentioned Overstreet as well. Uh, a lot of usual suspects. Keller Lindman uh, watched him his first varsity start down on Dripping Springs the week prior. Uh, super efficient six innings. I think he only needed fifty four pitches for six innings. It looked like he was pounding the zone again this week, just going out there three pitches and throwing strikes and competing. I think he's going to give those guys a lot of quality innings this year and add to that depth, but uh, just a lineup that like good luck facing those guys uh, because it's a really deep lineup and all those guys continue to produce at a high level. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, they're one of those teams that you can be cruising along and it's zero, zero in the third and you look up and it's five, zero. Yeah. Um, They can score fast. They can score in a number of ways. They can beat you with the deep ball. They can put it in the gap. They can run. They can play a small ball. Uh, A lot of different options. Um, And, you know, Coach Rose is a guy that experiments with that lineup early, too. Um, And, you know, obviously they're missing Dylan Cheek. um, So it'll be interesting to see what he does when he comes back. But, you know, it's given some chances to some guys to to go out and do something. Guys like mm-hmm. Dylan Garcia have done some nice stuff. He's a good um, athlete, man. He can really move. Yeah, yeah. I was in, I've been impressed with him so far. Like you said, Keller Lindemann um, on the mound. Like guy just knows how to pitch. You mm-hmm. know, and talking to him, sitting he sits in the stands and charts for some of the other games, man. Like he really has a good feel for what he's doing as a pitcher. Um, I like listening to him talk about what he's doing what he did right, what he did wrong. He's, he just has a good understanding of what, what his goals are on the mound and how to beat different types of hitters. Um, Evan Lawn, so 2025, that's given them some quality, uh, some quality time already this year. Uh, and then Casey Kearns came in and in, in relief against Marcus, um, you know, didn't have, didn't have the breaking ball working, but man, the ball is coming out of his hand really well. Like he's made a clear jump from last year. So he's a guy that I know they're counting on out of the pen that can play a huge role for Rockwall. 
Um, but again, we were, I, I was sitting with some people and it was like, man, that ball's coming out pretty good from the side. Um, and then got by and he was, he was definitely, he was up to 87 and it's, it's downhill. Um, and he competes, like I said, he didn't have his best breaking ball, uh, in that particular outing, but he spun a couple of the right way. So, you know, it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they, they get some contributions from some of these guys, guys like Finn Long, uh, they just, they just keep rolling them out there. Um, and then, you know, to go with those frontline guys that we talked, Tristan Rayleigh is a guy that's played a, a number of roles already for, for Rockwall in the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, that, that lineup can score, score fast. Yeah. And they've been impressive. Um, you know, that, that Marcus game felt like a playoff game. Um, and, you know, unfortunately Max had a little tweak hamstring. So he, they pinch ran for him early in the game. And then he hit another double and they took him out. So he was out because he had mm-hmm. re-entered the game. And then that spot came up at a, in a big spot uh, later in the game. But it, I'm telling you, that game felt like it was the playoffs. And that was, you know, it, we didn't orchestrate it this way, but it turned out that we got the two um, in the last game of the tournament, the two undefeated teams playing against each other. So that was fun to see um, them go at it and compete with two teams that, are going to both have a chance to go really far this year. Yeah. And before Mitch moved to Heat, uh, one guy that caught your eye too after I saw him last week, Jake Pickering behind the plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that... he, like, that's some major catch and throw ability. Like, I saw him cut down a couple guys stealing um, with some good pop times and, like, moved really well defensively. Yeah. that Like, I mean, there's there's not a lot of drop off from one to two to three when it comes to catching. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be hiding out down there, and there's not going to be a lot of colleges that know he's, about him because he's you know because of Overstreet and Mac and stuff like that. But like, he looks like he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with Pickering. Uh, you know, you and I talked about it. I mean, it was I hadn't seen him play in a game um, yet for Rockwall, but man, like. There's not a lot of drop off between one, two, and three. No, and, uh-huh. um, you know what I think I was most impressed with is number one, he was handling good stuff with yeah. Reebok on the mound, and two, just the way he carried himself. Like he looked like a guy. You know, some of the stuff that we rave about with Van Klein and his leadership, and mm-hmm. just the way he like you know gives feedback to the pitchers. Like I, I saw a lot of that from Pickering, and man, like you know, you, obviously they lose Mac this year, but you know, Coach Rose knowing that he's got Overstreet and Pickering in, in his pocket for uh, for the catching position, that's a good feeling because he, like I said, I, I was really impressed with him. Um, yeah. He handled himself well and handled the staff in a, in a in a big game, you know, for this time of the year. Like, it yeah. felt like a playoff game. He he really showed well, and and that, that was impressive for sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of catching depth there. Some embarrassment of riches there at Rockwall from – the catching side kind of reminds me of not quite at this level, but close to what Sinton was rolling out there last year with Blake Mitchell and <laughs> Rylan Galvan and uh, Rockwall go, go three deep with guys that can catch and throw back there. Uh, yeah. Moving over to the other part of Rockwall, Rockwall Heath. Uh, I didn't get to see them. Um, They're over there in your home turf, but uh, from what I saw, you know, Landry Powell's curveball looked really good. Looked like he threw the ball well. Yeah, I know Drew did. Smith's had some highlight moments defensively out in center field. We know he's a great athlete. 
Uh, we mentioned Caleb Hoover as well, who threw really well on the mound. But um, I know they're really excited about a lot of their young guys, and and rightfully so, because it looks like they're going to have some youth play some key parts for them. Uh, definitely. You know, they, you, you look at their, their record for the event, they went two and four, but all four games they lost by one run. Um, and to me, that's, you know, that's part of their youth. You know, we've talked about it and we thought that they were going to lose some games because of a lack of experience. And, you know, it's funny because you look at some of the way that these games went, you had some good performance within the games that they lost, but they just didn't have enough of them at the same time. And it's different guys each game that are doing stuff. So, you know, it's there. Um, and that's exciting for them. I know that nobody in that program was happy with the way the weekend went. But I saw plenty of stuff to feel still feel really confident in them. Um, you know, you mentioned Drew Smith, like he does stuff every time we see him. Colin Adams, you know, he's, you know, I think we talked about it with uh, um, one of the guys in the all festival, but he's, he's got that old man game. Like, you know, it's, it's not flashy, uh, but man, like he's just always in the right spot, knows how to play the game. Nothing's too big for him. And he pitched really well against modern day. Um, but you know, he, he's a veteran player, uh, going to Grand Canyon that they're going to look to for leadership. Uh, Jack Sharp flashed some really good breaking balls, um, was up to, up to 90 once, uh, or a couple of times actually. Um, and when I saw him, Trevor Tranberg had a good outing against America's, you know, that it was a game that they lost by one, but he showed well, he pitched well. Um, I know there were some college coaches there that, we're impressed by him. Uh, and there was a lot to be impressed with. You know, he's, he's definitely uh, gotten better. I think he's showing a little bit more of a slider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's always throwing the curveball and still throwing it well, but showed a pitch that looked a little bit like a slider to me. They got some swing and miss. Uh, Ryan Butler is a senior that plays some roles for them. Um, had some hits over the weekend. Colin Lyles continues to, to make some big plays for Heath, uh, both in the field and at the plate, uh, hitting there in the middle of the lineup. So they'll be looking to him for leadership. Uh, Weston Thompson had a couple good moments. I'm really impressed with him. He's very physical. Um, He's going to be a monster in a couple years. Um, Clayton Wingfield came in out of the pen, lefty, and spun some good breaking balls. So, um, you know, Landon Ammerman had a really good outing against Friendship. another young arm for them that, that they're going to be counting on over the next couple of years. Brady Latisau, um, the dude is physical. Like he reminds me of, of um, the center fielder for LSU when we, um, Mikey. Uh, Matu? Yeah, Mikey Matu. That's who he reminds me of. Um, but a big physical outfielder can run, can throw, can hit. Um, he was the uh, – the he faced some really bad luck on some balls that he hit hard over the weekend. Um, so his numbers don't show as well as he actually performed. Ethan actually came in a couple of times in relief. Um, got to see him. Ball comes out of his hand. Uh, and recently, uh, two nights ago, committed to Rice. So oh, wow. uh, one of our five-tool GPA guys. Nice. Um, another guy with a commitment there. So really proud of him. Uh, there's still another jump for him to make. Uh, he's a tough at bat because it is not straight. No, he comes yeah, in and out of the pin, yeah. and you know he can get some ground balls. He'll come in. I mean, he he breaks some bats if uh, if they were using wood. Parker Ivy caught a couple of times. Um, 
got his first varsity hit uh, fresh off of basketball season uh, where he was honorable, honorable mention all district, uh, but a good basketball player. His dad was a really good basketball player in high school at Dallas Christian and then played at uh, Abilene Christian, but um, some tools there for Parker. I know he plays on a really good tiger team. Um, and so, th- you know, with him and Preston Lewis as a sophomore and fresh freshman catcher, the rock hole schools are set in the catching department. Yeah, they are. Um, Preston Lewis had some good moments. Um, I like the way he carries himself. Um, he's definitely got some fire and some intensity and he's into the game. Um, and then Hunter Bulin again, had some good at bats um, and coming off a really hot tournament down in Georgetown, uh, but put together some good swings in the four games that I saw him. But, you know, he said they, they ended up going two and four, but I mean, shoot, you talk about flower Mount Marcus giving up seven runs in five games. Heath went two and four, giving up nine runs, wow. in six games, nine runs in six games. So, you know, it's, it's just a hit here and there and there and that, and their win loss column looks completely different. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the games they, they lost, there was a, there was an error that made the difference and, you know, so it's, it's not like they're far off. Um, I know coach Harvey will clean stuff up for them and these young guys will continue to progress and get better. And, you know, they still have that feel, you know, like they, they still know that they're Heath. Like you get, I still get that feeling from these teams, um, you know, and that, and that'll come and they'll, they'll learn how to win. And, and, you know, over the next couple of years, <laughs> looking at the age ages of some of these guys, like they're, they're going to be scary for a few years. So, yeah. and I mean, you talk about Hunter Bulin, Preston Lewis, Parker Ivy, um, Brady Ladisau, Weston Thompson, like those in a couple of years, like those guys are huge. Yeah. Like it's a big, big physical team and they're going to be monsters in a couple of years. So again, they went two and four, but um, they have more than enough um, to make another run at things. And it'll be interesting to see they, they open district next week, two games against Rockwall. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, Let's turn into the fire real quick to see how that works out. Yeah, yeah. So that be some more competitive games there, and um, see where they go from there. Rounding out the list with South Lake Carroll, the defending state champions. Obviously, replacing a lot of key pieces, and, and like we mentioned early on, um, they do play a lot of different players, a lot of different lineups, getting a lot of looks at guys, um, and trying to figure out who fits where. And as they get rocking and rolling for district play um, when it rolls around, but. You know, Ben Tryon, good to see him again. He continues to be a really, really good hitter. Um, took some of the best at-bats that I saw all events. Just really sees the ball, tracks the ball, knows what he's doing in the batter's box, um, and routinely hitting the ball hard. Looks like Caden Orr threw the ball well for those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Jared White, who recently committed to Tyler Jr. College. Um, you know, Tyler White had some bright moments on, on both sides of the ball there. Um, Eric Thiel hit a home run at the game I was at, you know, physical first baseman. Um, that's going to provide some pop there in the middle of the lineup. We mentioned Asher Millimet, um, who came in relief and threw a lot of really, really good innings there. And uh, five-tool GPA guy, Tanner Carson, um, flashing the leather at third base, had a couple of really nice plays um, I think his swing has gotten better since the fall. You can tell he's been putting a lot of work in. Um, it's starting to show out there as well. But uh, a really deep, versatile roster. Um, they've got a lot of talent up and down. 
playing a lot of different guys right now to try to figure out who fits where. Um, you know, Cody Cashon, you can see why Houston jumped on that one. Um, you know, physical catcher that's going to provide some some definite presence in the middle of the lineup for them, but also handled the pitching staff really well um, as well. So um, once they get rolls to the and things like that, you probably expect South Lake Carroll to be in the mix again uh, for another playoff run. Yeah, it's wild. Like if you look at the lineups and the number of people that produce for them over the course of a weekend like this, you know, it's it's crazy to think how deep they are. And that's, yeah. you know, I it is, it's always, I mean, they like play like a legitimate split squad scenario, right? At this time of the year, like they, they move guys around. And again, they're going to look like a completely different team when you toss Ethan Mendoza in that lineup too. Oh well, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a, nice, nice to bring, you know, nice to bring that guy off the bench in a little bit. Yeah, that's a good little ace to have up your sleeve um, while you're getting some other guys some quality time. Um, Armani Nipper, good athlete. Um, Colin Robson, obviously, we're fans of going to Duke. Like, I love Duke the way they recruit. So yeah, they do a great job. Yeah, Um, Anthony Yura, another five tool GPA guy, uh, can really really run. Um, I think he's going to play a factor on their team this year. Um, uh, another guy, Aiden Carrizales, um, caught the game that I was at, uh, and he could catch and throw a little bit. Obviously, every, uh, most people know about Cody Cashon, but Aiden Carrizales did a nice job, uh, behind the plate catching Caden Orr. Um, again, I, I like to look at how these guys receive and what mm-hmm. kind of leadership they, they show. Um, but th- there was no doubt that he was in command of that game. Um, really liked him. I didn't get to see the game that Seaver Newby threw, um, but you know we've had him with five tool GPA, and he's gonna ha- he's have gonna have some opportunities to pitch at the next level. Um, so I mean, you know, Hayes Melville, um, he made a nice play uh, at second base in the game that I was at. Um, but yeah, it's it's just crazy to watch a team like this how they roll through lineups and yeah continue to be competitive and you know it's yeah, it's just a testament to the program that Coach Bucan's built and I guess that's why they won state and why he was the I think what national coach of the year so um, who are, we are de- certainly not going to be the ones that question the way he does things no um, oh, that'd be silly yeah but I mean. They just do such a good job. They've got a really – they always have a physical team. Um, yeah, they're big. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, big, well-coached. Um, their coach Mendoza works with the infielders and does a good job. But they're going to be a team that, you know, it's – they're kind of – they're facing a little bit of what we talked about with some other teams. They're replacing a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it may take them a little while to sort through who's going to do what. But, um, but yeah, they're uh, – they're they're going to do a good job this year, and you know we're excited to have them back next year as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely a, a good group, and uh, replace it a lot, but uh, they don't like the talent for sure, especially in that lineup. Like you said, there there's some big guys out there. But well, that wraps us up. That's all 14 teams that that uh, participated in the inaugural Five Tool Festival. Again, thank you so much to those teams um, that participated. Thank you so much to the host schools, the the host people, everybody that helped. Um, make this possible um thank you to the weather for holding off just long enough yes for us to to not have to scramble and cancel a whole day and shift everything around and things like that so it ended up working out 
um, extremely well. It ended up being a lot of really, really good competition, a lot of good games, a lot of college coach presence, a lot of pro scout presence. Um, you know, like we said, there weren't many just like clunker games, a lot of close scores, a lot of games decided in the final innings um, by some really good players. Pitching performances, hitting performances, staying up defensive performances. Um, it had everything, um, and it was everything that we hoped it could be. So thanks again to everybody that helped uh, make this happen, and thanks to those teams, especially those out-of-state teams that traveled down and, and took part in uh, the inaugural event, and we hope it's even bigger and better um, next year. But you got any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, uh, not really. I mean, we've we've covered most of it. Um, we'll be putting out a lot of content over the next week or so mm-hmm. uh, from the event. Uh, and we can't be more excited to do it again next year. Um, I think we're, we're already off and running on getting some teams going and adding some hosts and um, see this thing grow. So. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, it's going to be something to look forward to each year for sure. Especially as I know we are already getting messages from people that are like, Hey, can I go play in this next year? You know, as it was going on and, and that's a tribute to, you know, the people and also the coverage and our video team did an amazing job as they always do capturing a lot of this stuff uh, putting it out there. But yeah, like you said, um, I've got, well, when, probably when this podcast goes live, I've got a story of, you know, superlatives handed out a bunch of superlatives from the event that'll go up and we're going to work on staff um, kind of scout notes to go through team by team and and turn a lot of what we said on the podcast here into some writing as well. We're kind of go through our notes and, and note the standouts and the the players that caught our attention and everything else. So still plenty of coverage to come from the five tool festival uh, and plenty of coverage this upcoming week too. tournament season rolls on uh, a lot of stuff going on in the DFW area, a lot of stuff going down in my neck of the woods. I know dripping Springs has a big tournament again, that sentence playing in. Um, and I was at Round Rock and, and uh, Vista Ridge last night where Travis Sakura threw 100 miles an hour. So we're off and running. Uh, district you, play is. Seen, you get all the 100 mile an hour. Guys. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. When, yeah, when Jeff texted us, you know, about the 100 miles an hour, it's like, is it just him and Cole Phillips? And I was like, man, it's just something about my area. And like, even before Five Tool, like Justin Lang was kind of in my neck of the woods down here and he blew up and threw 100 miles an hour. So. Um, yeah, get the get the heat down here in, in Central Texas. But Travis Sakura was uh, was really really good last night. As Rockwell got a big win to open district play up against Mr. Round Rock. So Round Round Rock. Rock. Excuse me. Yeah, Round Rock. I got I kept wanting to call Deer Creek Deer Park, and and I'm getting Rock Hill in my head and everything else. So uh, we're spinning with all the baseball that's happening. But uh, that's right. make sure you stay tuned into FiveTool.org. Uh, check out all of our coverage. If you're a player that's tuning in. Uh, if you don't know anything about the new 5tool.org, go check out our premium pl- uh, profile feature. You can take all your videos and upload them to your profile, um, and then you can share that with college coaches, friends, family, whomever you want to share it with. But it's a great tool for you as a player, uh, especially if you're on the uncommitted side. Get your contact information on there, height, weight, high school, summer team, um, all the videos that we've ever captured of you, anytime we've ever mentioned you in a podcast, anytime we've ever written about you, your tweets as well. It's all one-stop shop for you on your profile page there. So go check that out at 5tool.org and then click the join button and check out those memberships as well. And just kind of browse around and take a look at those profiles. We're really excited about what we're doing there. So uh, that wraps us up. Uh, until we talk to you all next time, have a good week and take care. <laughs>